0: Smartcast. You are listening HD Smartcast, and this is Fever FM Production. Hi, my name is Tuti Ghosh, and this is Mera Wala Grief, a podcast for anyone dealing with loss. I recently lost someone very close to me. I'm a radio presenter, a film critic. Basically someone who's never short of words. And yet when it came to expressing myself, to talk about death, loss and grief, kuch samaj hi nahi tha, shabd hi nahi In this podcast, every week, I speak to someone who has gone through this pain. Kehte hai na, okay grief yet it's universal it's something everyone goes through and tries to deal with in their own way through these conversations we try and decode grief and what does it really mean to live after the loss of a loved one
1: Grief, death, it's a subject hota hai na, jiske mein baat karna hota hai. But in today's episode, mein, I have someone very special. Now, if you have been closely following Bangla cinema, then she's a household name, right? I'm talking about Shastika Mukherjee. Thank you for doing this, Shastika. Thank you. Thank you, Suthi. Lovely you. to see you after so many months, but it seems like ages absolutely i know i know yeah and and it's still still with this screen between us but i think we're we're both getting used to this uh swastika as you all know is a phenomenal actress she's won awards critical acclaim been part of some of the biggest films and if you haven't seen a lovely Bangla films and she's become everyone's favourite as Dolly Mehra in Patal Lok. So, you know, that of course uh, gave her a pan-India, uh, uh, you know, introduction, as it were, to all of us to this talent house that she is. Uh, Shastika, the first thing that I will ask you is, and I will yes. continue from the conversation that we had the other day, yes. how we both hate the phrase be strong. Yes. Yeah. What does that When we get those condolence messages and, and I know uh, they're all well-wishers, they mean... Yes. Me, but, but somehow this phrase, be strong gets to me and it gets yes. to you and I want to know from you.
2: Yes, I, uh, I know that, you know, people who are sending these strong messages have our best interests at heart and uh, they are our well-wishers or our friends or acquaintances. Mm. But um uh, time I think this message, be strong, really pricks you. Because I think that I should not strong. I should weak, I should become dependent. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, I just feel very angry because Me or you or any other person who is going through uh, the loss of a parent, I would say. Of course, I mean, every loss is a loss, whether it's Mm. friends or Mm. relatives or, you know, um, extended family. But losing a parent, that's the worst kind of feeling. And uh, it's the worst fear that you, you know, you come... uh, Matlab, uh, kya bolu main? It's the worst kind of fear that you come across or you're just hit with. Because all our lives we keep talking about it, we yeah. keep discussing it that, you know, what what will happen when we lose our parent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are very scared and we are uh, we fear that moment. And when it arrives, um, I think that what happens you know, doing all the, you know, all the cremation work and then mm-hmm. preparing for uh, the shad And, you know, people come and a lot of people call and they are extending their wishes and their warmth. So, machine mm-hmm. 10 It hits you when all that work and that... You know, you, you work like a machine or a robot for those, for those 7, yeah. 10 or 13 days uh, uh, according to, you know, rituals and rules that every family has but after all of that is over, then
1: it hits you. It hits you. The yeah.
2: sanata and the darkness and the emptiness of the house and you know you have no other option than to be strong. Hai, ye mujhe hai. So, if you're losing one parent and the other one is there, then people will keep telling you, Take care. be strong Take care for your father for, yeah. or be strong yeah. for your mother or be strong for the rest of the family. So, when will when do I get the chance yeah. to be weak? Yeah. 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 I, I want to be weak you know I want other people to take care of me then I want to do something or anything that will give me you know that solace or hmm. Hmm. you know just take me away from that yeah. zone for even if it's for few minutes or hours hmm. 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 and majorly you get to hear be strong yeah. so yeah. yeah. I feel Aata hai, but I don't
1: know. <laughs> no, you're, you're very right. Actually, toh, I, I have to say this. This is uh, why Swastika is my favorite. This disarming honesty with which she will just tell you what she's feeling, <laughs> what she thinks. And uh, there are so many important things that, that you've said. I'll pick on each one of them. Uh, as we go along this conversation, but you know this is so true it's something that that even i I get very irritated with be strong, be strong for so and so you have to you know everything's on you now mm-hmm. butnelah, then when do I get to be weak yes now uh, for for people like us, you know you mm-hmm. are an actress, you literally mm-hmm. live. Uh, and thrive in in public gaze. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone, uh, you know, is looking at you. The the, the paparazzi, the media, your fans, people around you. Mm-hmm. You are the Swastika Mukherjee. Mm-hmm. When you have such a huge setback, you matlab, you lost your mother in two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. yeah, and imagine you've lost your mother. You like you said. I mean, I'm sure you you'd be. You just want to break down, yeah, and yet you have to keep up yeah. this image of being strong because yeah. that is what is expected of you, yeah. How did you manage that? Because that was your first encounter with, yes. with something like this, yeah. Uh, you know, I when we discuss
2: these things, many a times we say, or I've seen it happening with other family members and friends that. Uh, you know, if your parent is ailing for a long time, society comes up with these statements that, you know, you are prepared. Yeah. Because your parent but is okay ailing for me. a long time, you know, you know, it's approaching and you're prepared. Um, I lost my mother without any preparation. Um, she had got jaundice and uh, she she got admitted to the hospital and the doctors had told us that she she can go back home in three, four days time. And in three days' time, she slipped into coma, and uh, she never came back home. But what I've realized is that whether your parents, uh, you know, they are ailing or they are very old, you know, or they are young enough to leave, you are never prepared. Yeah, you are never prepared. You can never prepare for your parents leaving you, whether it's happening in an hour, whether your parent is, you know, dying in their sleep or your parent is 90 years old, you're never prepared because when my mother was in the ICU, there was another very old uh, woman, almost she was above 90 years and I, every day when I was going to the hospital, I could see the family members of that 90 year old woman coming and asking and pleading with doctors that maa bari chole to so you know they were still hoping that they can take, take yeah. their mother home who was above 90 has lived her life and maybe you know doctors were saying that even if she goes back home she will be in a very sad state i mean it's better for mm-hmm. her to leave but as children you will still want your parent oh, to come back to you, come back home, and even if she is in a vegetable state, she's alive. So you you don't want to let go of uh, your parent or your loved ones. So I have just uh, understood that you know how much ever we discuss about this, and we know that uh, yeah, you know, I'm you're prepared. Uh, you know, my father died of cancer. And in just like 3 months time and the doctor kept on telling us he has 10 days left. He has 15 days left. So prepare yourself, prepare yourself. You are just not prepared. Just not prepared. You know, you are never prepared until that last moment. You will try your level best. You know, do whatever you can. Do things that you cannot. Impractical things and still you would want to hold on to them and make sure that, you know, they live. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a uh, lot of discussions happen, but I think you're just not prepared. And also another thing, Suti, we say this every and we you know, time heals everything. I think this is the most bakwa statement that we hear. And mm-hmm. the most bakwa statement that we also share with people. I think time heals nothing. You just learn to live with it. Yeah. You no, know, you get into the practice of coping up on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That you are on your own. And you don't have your parents to fall back on. And you just learn to... Deal with it and cope up with it. And, mm-hmm. and That this has happened to me and I need to live my life with this. And I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay that my parents are gone. It's been almost what, 7 years for your mother now, Yeah, but... For everything, you know, that tick-tick happens in my mind. That if she was there, maybe she would have said this, she would have done this. Uh, every time, you know, I'm eating lunch or dinner and my cook fucks up with something, immediately that thing comes that... If she's she would have known, you know, yeah. what... Uh, yeah. um it can what be to something be done, as stupid be, yeah. as some spice, which spice yeah. to give, or how to cook
1: yeah. uh, a chicken yeah. in
2: some other way, or you know, it is the simplest of things on a daily basis that keep reminding you their absence. Yeah. So life you, without you, them
1: is yeah, is unthinkable. Yeah, you just and uh,
2: for everything, I I have also you know observed myself and I've I've realized that for everything. I keep talking about my father, for everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean yesterday, uh, uh, I had gone to the Indian coffee house in Kolkata and if I was there for like half an hour, 20 minutes I was talking about my father, what all he has told me about the place. And you know, it's just kind of reliving whatever they have told you. So, you're never out of that bubble it's a weird and peculiar
1: situation you know that's so true like uh, since we're trying to decode grief here so I'm, you know i'm i'm talking about these things it's been 7 years you lost your mother for your father it's been a year a little more than a yeah, year little more and than yeah i i i it's been 1 month since i lost yeah. my father and you're so right that you spend more time with them in your head now than yeah. when they were there yeah. so now true. when i am eating something that he would like or, or go to a place that we would visit together. I just all the time just obsessed with how he would react, yeah. what he would say. But, you know, now, since since you spoke about that time heals, time heals, and you're very true when you say yeah. it's very raw. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to understand from what yeah. you Because you're dealing with two very different kinds of grief. Yeah. One was seven years back of course you lost your mother huge huge setback but yeah. back of your mind some cushion because you had your father yeah. with you still yeah true uh, and it's now been 7 years then yeah. you, you lose your father yeah. it's been a year both your parents are gone yeah. your your father is is more recent what farak grief how you process it how how you get affected by it is there a difference
2: um I just, I think, tend to
1: miss my father more. I think that's the only difference. Did you notice this? Do you feel guilty that I'm missing my father more now than my mother? Or no, In uh, your head, what's for me, For me, uh, my
2: mother passing away was a very big practical loss and problem for me. You know, I still, uh, I'm still finding things... That I have not found uh, for the last seven years, like some bank locker keys. I'm still finding them. I haven't still found uh, mm. some bank locker keys because I have no idea. I mean, I've looked everywhere possible. Then some, maybe some, you know, contract paper, some document, something. Mm. For my, my mother to me, I mean, she took care of everything. everything. I didn't even know my, you know, my debit card PIN number. So I was so dependent on her. I used to, even if I was going for shopping, I used to call her and tell her that, tell me the PIN because I have forgotten or I just didn't bother to remember because I knew she was there. Hmm. After she died was the first time I heard that Ghar mein Chai hai, ya doodh ya chini nahi hai, ya chawal padega. You know, these things, it was the first time I heard after my mother died. So I was oblivious to these home domestic yeah, yeah. stuff because everything she was taking care of, she was taking care of my accounts, banks, paisa you know, uh, even my shooting continuity clothes, I used to just call her and tell her that, wo film shoot, that I had taken back home, mm. you know, wo needed. wo white color my red dots. Hai. So I knew that she would. It would take her a second to get it out. So it was like a huge blow because yeah. I was. I felt like I am stranded
1: mm.
2: in a situation I know nothing about. I don't mm. know where my keys are kept where what all things are kept you know everything that goes on in a kitchen uh, fathers account details locker keys ghar ka chabi gari ka papers like you know you just don't know anything yeah. so my focus was to
1: in a way mothers this, are indispensable you can't yeah you know, get into yeah, that yeah.
2: mode of uh, keeping the um, you know the fish shop ka number abhi phone pe rakna hai, dhobi ka number abhi phone pe rakna hai, um, uh, book ka number phone pe rakna hai, so it was all kind of arranging my life yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. And um, so a lot of, you know, just after she passed away for a few months, I was just very focused on trying to find things that would make mm. my life not better, I can survive. But just get you, help you
1: get a hold on your life. Yes. Because so you I also, would yeah. yeah, I
2: would yeah. know what I need to do, whom I need to call, and you know, all of that. And uh, so that was a different kind of a situation. And also, you know, with uh, for me, I was always calling, and even if, you know, my father used to pick up the call, I used to tell him, my mother at times used to get so angry and tell us that can't you all like just have that much of decency to say oh. hello Baba or hi or what are you doing or are you okay? I mean there was no conversation happening yeah. with him directly. It was always via Ma. So... We have laughed over it, we should laugh over it, and for everything I know, you know, my mom used to tell me that you are, you know, you have still not grown up, you know, you have no maturity, you don't take care of your things. Oh, that's yeah, so, and then, of course, I realized after she went away that she said that you know, you people need to grow up and take care of your. Things and responsibilities you all don't know and I used to keep on telling her that are you are so young you will take so many years to die by that time mm-hmm. I will learn and like this she was gone so no, that grief was different and because she was not there for the next six, five years or uh, yeah, five years only, I cling to my father the way I hadn't ever communicated with him for the rest of my life and he also got, he was then in direct communication with me, news was not reaching him via my mother, Yeah, you know, he got very involved with my work and uh, so much of discussion was happening about work, you know, that you know I was doing something in Bombay and there was a shift from for my career so it was just you know like he used to call me almost like 10 times in a day if I was not in Kolkata like you know if you're going for a meeting come out of the meeting and share with him what happened if audition uh, went okay or good or some confirmation happened or just normal daily things some jhagda he has had with the cook or driver has not come for two days, or, you know, all the domestic stuff. So, my communication with him for the last five years happened, like, he's the only go-to person, like, holding on to him, like, the world is going to end tomorrow. And then when he passed away, that grief was like, so much of vacuum, and you don't know what to do with it. And, last year he just passed away and in a week's time the lockdown happened yeah so i you know i still feel that i have not um, i have not got the time to grieve enough grieve, grieve yeah, enough yeah. because with the lockdown this year we know that if a lockdown happens what are we supposed to do how are we yeah. supposed to handle it pros cons deliverables etc etc last year It was like something fell on our head. Mm,
1: mm, mm.
2: So there was no time. I was stuck in Bombay. Had to procure, you know, food and uh, take care of my daughter.
1: Initially, the first thing
2: that hits you actually
1: are these practical things. They draw your attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and if you're the responsible one or if you're the only one who's in control, really, you get your time to heal or your time to grieve comes... Yeah. because you are just consumed yeah. so, by you know all that's happening yeah so, and also you know because we
2: stay in a flat it's not yeah. like a 2-3 story storied mm. building that you can just take his things and put in a room or. I first floor all things like we see it happening in a lot of films mm. that all their stuff has is kept in one room locked and you are not like really opening it and checking it it out every day, but we stay in a flat. I've stayed with my parents forever, yeah. so his things are all lying around. I mean, chashma hai, brush hai.
1: His what happens now? What happens now when you see this? Just it's a very, very important point. Uh, yeah. Things that you associate with that loved one, with the person yeah. who's gone, khadi, chashma. Yeah. Which be how, what happens yeah. to you when you see it now? Um, I have, uh, you know, it took me a year, Suti. I
2: couldn't give his worn clothes for a wash huh. or to the dryers and cleaners for a year. They were still hanging uh, in the Almira or in the bathroom where he used to hang his clothes, whatever he had worn uh, before he got bedridden they were still hanging there. And every time I was using the toilet, I could see the the clothes and everything hanging right there in front of me. Yeah. And every time I thought that I'm going to, you know, take them down and give them to the dryers and cleaners so I can give them off to somebody or do something, I just didn't have the strength to do it. So this year, I think sometime around... March after his you know his bursi was over, I took down the clothes and I gave them for uh, cleaning, and I was still sniffing them.
1: Yeah, yeah, because that, you
2: miss that smell yeah, and that touch. Yeah. There was nothing. I knew. I mean, you know, the smell will not be there for a year. Still, you know, I know in my head, I know that I'm. It's not there, but I was still. Uh, I was still sniffing the clothes and sniffing it like, you know, the dogs sniff bombs. Like just trying to find something and I, you know, I just kept on telling my daughter that this is the last, you know, this is the last uh, something that I had attached, you know, myself with. Because once they have, they, they come back clean, it is... You Know that yeah. his touch will be gone, so yeah. I think you know, yeah. I mean, this is what I was telling that you that hai. His, um, I still couldn't put his glasses uh, in a box, they are still lying on uh, you know his bedside table, so everything is there. The his clothes are also there in the Almira. We also have our clothes there, so anytime I'm opening them, I get to see his stuff. And if you're living in a house for 20 years, yeah, yeah. It's, it's their house. Yeah. So like <laughs> it's like, well, saying, saying. bedside table table? Yeah. Yeah. bathroom yeah. And I've been thinking for so long that, you know, I I have the numbers, I'll call up the NGO and I'll give his stuff away. But why, every day I think and it's just the
1: material your way of, is yeah, there holding there and
2: you just want to hold on to it. And uh, I don't know, I just keep asking my friends there's a lot that are you people like bored out of your mind because any discussion happens, I just tend to talk about him majorly
1: yeah.
2: and then when I realize that you know I'm, I'm doing it for a considerable amount of time I just keep asking them that guys are you all like bored I mean just tell me okay just lift up your hands and tell me you need to stop because I don't realize yeah. that I'm just keeping on talking about him so yeah grief I think comes to us in very different ways and also you know I feel that there's no Like structure, Mm. or every day you're sad, or you know, every day you're in a bad mood, or you're sulking in extremely happy, joyous moments, and you know, there are people around you, and something comes to your mind, and you want to cry and die, you don't want to look strong and be strong and it comes in at very odd hours and yeah. you have no control over it. It's going to happen to you even after I think 7-8 years that all of a sudden, you know, something triggers. You also don't know why suddenly you remember that thing. Yeah. There's no, uh, you know, it's not in sync with what is happening around you. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was just talking to my therapist few days back that anything good happens like you know you're winning an award or you know your film does very good in a film festival or your show is a hit, or you know you you're doing a big show for Netflix or you know somebody is very happy with your audition or it can be anything work-wise um, I just don't feel that amount of happiness You know, half of my head keeps telling me I should be really joyous and I should, you know, call my friends and have a drink and, you know, just feel so happy that I've achieved this. And the other half is just telling me that it's so pointless. I mean,
1: they're not here to see it. You
2: don't share it with the most important people in your life and your parents are most happy with your achievements. You know, something great happens to me work-wise. If I tell it to my... If I share it with my daughter, she'll just say, Oh, Ma, it's lovely. Who all are there in the cast? And, you know, maybe she'll be excited. that You know, the excitement is like that. It's not what your parents would feel because, you know, it's an achievement.
1: Yeah.
2: So... Yeah, I just keep thinking that, you know, I'm doing such good work in Bombay and uh, my father always used to push me to, you know, go out of my comfort zone and, you know, cross over the boundary and do something, you know, uh, for a larger audience. kuch hua, but just timing was completely different. So, it just keeps, that bell just keeps ringing in my mind for everything. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's very important for people to
1: take time out and grieve. Have you managed to do that? Have you cried your heart out? Have you howled? I not
2: a chance hi bia, yaar. Last year, going First, there was a lockdown. Then after, you know, I uh, this entire lockdown scenario changed... Between lockdown also Pata Lok released, Dilbechara released. So there was so much of work and then there was so much of work because people were just not working for six months that I just didn't get time. It was just I was just working like a machine. And I was so happy that it's happening that I'm so dead tired when i when I go back home that that empty room is not in my head anymore.
1: You know, I have to say this, uh, uh, you know, to everyone that you have been doing such great work during this period, uh, using your influence, your reach, and and genuinely invested uh, into this whole rescue process. You're retweeting requests and you're ensuring yeah. health reaches to those. And this is this this is draining job, and it yeah. it requires a lot of commitment. We have to be honest, not a lot of people are doing this. People who have far greater, higher reach are not yeah. doing this. You are doing this. And like you <laughs> said, you, you just lost your father last year. Then this whole yeah. thing started. Lockdown, Corona, the horror yeah. uh, yeah. that it was. And and then this particular phase with, with what is being called the second wave. And and this absolutely tsunami of bad news yeah. that we kept yeah. getting. You know, every yeah. time you you... You open your Facebook or Twitter. There's somebody who's passed away. There's some condolence message that you're writing. When you were helping those people, and this is, I mean, yeah. I'm just it's a very basic human question. Yeah. Um, you have lost both your parents. You're trying yeah. to help people. Yeah. Was there? A, were you trying to heal a part of yourself? Uh, w- w- was that happening? Because I'm sure you would get requests about somebody asking something for their father or their mother yeah it was you know it was happening all
2: the time I mean I think from mid April till now things have become little better now there's enormous crisis of blood as I was telling you and Suti really I did not sleep for more than two three hours for the last two months I mean I was just on social media trying to do everything possible yeah we've
1: possible. Seen that.
2: yeah and uh, I have like this bigger list of volunteers whom I can approach you know and they all have my numbers. I have given off my numbers to so many strangers. And we've been trying to do whatever I can. Mm. Yeah, it was, you know, just like if if somebody becomes well and goes back home. I mean, that one message from a family or a daughter or a wife or a mother, whoever it is that, you know, this case is solved. Not because the person has died. That was also mm. happening a lot you know, messages were coming, this case is done or solved. And I I personally inquired that solved as in how. Have y'all got the bed? Is the person recovering? And many a times I've heard that the the patient has passed away. And they were closing the case or they were just saying it's done with. But even if like, you know, three out of ten times, if they said that recovery is happening or... I have, you know, all the appeals that I've shared across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I have personally DM'd them or I've called up the volunteers to ask even after a month to check how how the patient is. Mm-hmm. And many a times they've said, ma'am, we have got, even, you know, fundraisers, ma'am, we've got the money. Uh, Baba, ghar house hai yeah, mom is better. Or, you know, uh, we are okay. And a lot of times they have personally reached out saying whoever was in the hospital has come back home. So you, I could just relate to that coming back home thing because that is what you want. If, yeah. You're, yeah. if your parent or your loved one is the hospital, you just you keep thinking when can they go back home. And uh, there are things that I just completely keep shut in my mind. I mean there are doors that I don't want to unlock and uh, I just don't do it because I I thought that's the best way you can you know cope up with. You don't want to go and relive the memories but now when I'm talking to you and uh, you know what, what I remember you know the last words that my mother used to tell us before she slipped into coma. Every time we were going to the hospital, those three days, we've been in the hospital only. There's no coming back home other than Ratko. She kept on telling us, uh, So, you know, they also get into the thing of, you know, even my father, the 10, 12 days he was in, uh, in ICU. Every time we were going and meeting him, morning afternoon evening I was there in the hospital at times till 11 o'clock 12 o'clock at night the only thing he used to say is I'm mm. so that's the that's the only thing I think people who are in the hospital uh, they just want to go home and uh, you know it becomes difficult to make them understand that you know you need this Amount of oxygen or these this treatment is going on. I mean, why are you behaving like a kid? Uh, you're just you've just come yesterday. Yeah. You'll go back home, we'll take your take you back <laughs> home. But they don't want to they become a child. Yeah. The the only question they have, they are not my you know, my parents were never asking me that uh, you know, Some reports what are the doctors kya yeah, uh, what is going on? They will. They are least interested to know yeah. about their health condition. The only thing they want to know is, "Mujhe ghar jana hai. Yeah. yeah aap log leke doctor ko manao, ya yeah. bhi karo, but mujhe yahan se nikalo hospital se mujhe ghar jana. So I was just, you know, uh, my daughter was telling me that Ma, you're going to fall sick, and you know, you're just so consumed with this entire volunteering work but for me I just wanted to hear even if it was for after a week or 3 days or 10 days or whatever ma'am we have we have come back home so uh, and they are all strangers I don't even know whether I will ever meet them in my life so many of them I have not even spoken you know I don't know how they sound it's just happening on messages or DMs and They still uh, send me messages saying that Baba has sent a lot of blessings, ma'am, he's recovered, he's doing well. So, I mean, I think, you know, you're just happy that somebody's parent is alive. But a peculiar thing also happens, uh, I I will tell this, you know, people can judge me or they can hate me for saying this. But at times you also
1: feel angry. You know, yeah, I have said I'm coming this. to that, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I have I have said this to a friend, and after I think five ten minutes, I was so miserably sorry. I also yeah. said that I'm so sorry because I just said something so stupid, yeah. and I sounded so wrong. But i मेरे मुँह से निकल parents so why not? parents yeah. 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 so you also, you know, you just, now it doesn't happen so much, but initially, you know, people post pictures with their parents on Facebook, or some birthday of parents, or some yeah. celebration, yeah. or yeah. celebration, essay. Yeah. just but but
1: pictures, some pictures.
2: था था you feel that anger and that despair and the helplessness and maine muh pe i i realized in you know like five minutes time that i shouldn't be saying this yeah. because it just sounds wrong i would prefer everybody's parents to live forever but know i uh, no no no, 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 no. You know ki, to charo parents zinda hai. Mere koi tha, kya? You know, anyone,
1: hai? anyone who has gone through what we have, who, who's lost a parent, lost a loved one, will understand this. And that's why I think conversations like this are important because we don't talk about grief. I used to feel guilty about this feeling, this exact feeling. I this, feel but Mm. you mm. ask, why me? Yeah. me? you know, sometimes yeah. I even get angry on my father. Why could he not fight? Like that one day, mm. why didn't he fight? And why didn't he just, you know, mm. come out with, with, you know, it's yeah, You just, so you so just feel yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, you
2: Kisi or ka kuch hota
1: one should live you know
2: mother passed yeah. away father should have been there there are people whose entire families are like I mean why, why am I going I am the only person going through this I am sure that there must be thousands of people yeah. feeling the yeah. same yeah. way but uh, as human beings you feel that despair and yeah. then yeah. I stopped being so harsh on myself I said, exactly.
1: exactly 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 You know, I am so glad you said this um, and and very brave of you. And anyone who's who's going through this has gone through this will understand what you're saying. We're all we are all there. We've been there, and we are feeling this. Uh, you know, there's to, so much still to talk about, and it, yet it's so difficult. I'm totally yeah. struggling. But. I know, I know. Today you're having. <laughs> I think you should have
2: just done this after a few months because it's just a very bad,
1: helpless time for you. I mean, I, I can just I also think this is this is the only way, probably that yes, I'm also trying important. to cope and and, and yeah. understand. I think um, you feel better if you talk. That yeah. is also difficult
2: at times. You don't want to talk, but I think you it's it feels better to talk. And I just keep saying this so many times to everybody. Even I share posts that you know there's no problem and no harm in feeling weak and just you know, ask for help if you need it. There's no shame in it. There's no guilt in it. You're you, you're unable to cope up with if you need help. It can be a family member, a friend, a stranger you just met on social media. You can, your psychiatrist, your therapist, doctor, whoever it is. If you need help, just ask for it because it becomes very difficult yeah, to handle yeah. everything. And, you know, just be that strong man or woman there's a lot of this social pressure and peer pressure but I feel as an individual you need to realize that it's not tattooed on our forehead or anywhere that you are supposed to be this strong wonder woman who has to handle every goddamn thing in the world and yet come out powerful and you know I have done it kind of a thing yeah it's it's so unnecessary and it's just, you know, drilled into you and then you start living in that mindset that, you know, I I am strong. People expect me to be strong. Yeah. And yeah. I can deal with anything that is going in my life. And I will not reach out to anybody and damage yourself in the process so much yeah. so that you reach a point of
1: no return. No return. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. just this is I think very very sensible advice. And that's what I'm saying. I I, I find it helps me heal talking to people who have actually gone through this. And they are the only ones, I think, who, who understand me and understand this language of grief. Um, Swastika, it has been an absolute pleasure, as always. Even though we spoke about yeah. something as grim and, and sad as as losing a parent and dealing with death. But, you know, the honesty with which you've spoken straight from the heart, I think a lot of people will benefit. Uh, yeah, also, this, I think, you know, people... if. Whoever is hearing us or you know yeah. will
2: see this, I think you know, if, if they can relate, and I'm sure they will, they will maybe, you know, try and be less harsh on themselves. Yeah. He, yeah. It's happening with you, tumor and as human beings we go through the same process. I mean, I just you know keep thinking that we are in the same boat, we're just yeah. drowning differently. Yeah. So people maybe, you know, feel less guilty for feeling a certain kind of thing in a certain kind of way, so.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Swastika Mukherjee. Please
2: Uh, don't thank me and uh, I just hope we meet
1: soon after this lockdown and COVID. A giant virtual hug, but when we meet, yes i'm going to give you one tight hug thank you so much yes. and thank uh, you stuti for reaching out and uh, whenever I mean, you need i'm there just to call away so absolutely thank you and thank i hope you. all of you have have really benefited from this uh, conversation like i always say take your time it's okay to grieve and like swastika said you don't have to be harsh on yourself do what you need to do take as much time
0: as you want to heal and to grieve. Thank you. Thank you. You can listen to us on htsmartcast.com and on other leading audio platforms. Always remember, there's no hurry. It's okay to grieve. So take your time. In case you want to stay in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at the rate R-J-S-T-U-T-E-E or on Instagram at the rate Stuti Ghosh. To watch the video of this episode, you can check out the HT Smartcast and Fever FM YouTube channels. We are also present on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. For more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nae nazariye se. You HD Smartcast. And this was Fever FM Production.
1: HD Smartcast.